Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the program, everybody. This is Keeper's Line Pool. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for signing in, or thank you for dialing the phone number to get here and listen up. Uh, we're going <clears> to <throat> change things up a little bit here tonight. We're going to play some music. It's not going to be Christmas music. We may play one, maybe maybe two Christmas tunes, but yeah, we'll see what happens. We're um, going to throw some other stuff out there. Uh, you've heard a lot of it before. I've got some new music that's coming up. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but you will definitely recognize who it is if you listen to um, alternative or rock stations. If you listen to solely country, you're not going to know who these guys are. Um, definitely up and coming. They're getting played like mad across the board, and they are definitely on tour. You're going to have to go look them up, and you can find that information at the informa- you know, at the links that I give to you in a little bit. Um, the kinds of things that are going on right now are really uh, – the word controversial has been overused. I don't want to use that word. While it fits, I don't want to use that word. I think they are bad choices, wrong choices, and certainly wrong direction for the way the world works. And if you are conservative, you understand that things will change. We are just slow to accept the change or let the change happen. You know, we yeah, it's going to. We understand that. We get that. We would just prefer that it does not happen as fast as it has happened. And I'll give you an example about that. <clears throat> before the presidential election, before the general election took place, this is just coming to light, and you might or might not hear more about this in the coming couple of weeks. Uh, a young lady in a Western State University or college, I'm not going to say which one it was, and I'm not going to say her name, so please don't ask me to, left in her freshman year because she was being attacked by virtually every other person at that college because she wanted to go to a Trump rally. She put up a request for ride, you know, on the rideshare board, does anybody else want to go to a Trump rally with me? She was traveling with a guy and wanted was hopeful for a female to go with her, so you know, she wanted to feel safe. That was kind of like the right thing to do because if you're not completely comfortable, you should have somebody else with you. That's cool. And she was bullied on social media because of her choice, in person, uh, receiving threats, uh, bodily harm, et cetera, et cetera. And it got so bad that she actually ended up leaving the school and was calling a suicide hotline. 
she went to the student counselor. She went to um, pretty much the whole, you know, chain of command, if you will, if you know anything about that. Even the dean said, well, there's really nothing we can do. That's how bad things have gotten. <clears throat> when we express, as conservatives, as others, even if you're not a conservative, if you express a different view than the collective ideal of what is being pushed out there. I mean, everybody at this college apparently swallowed the whole pill all at once and believed everything every news outlet was talking about. They didn't listen to things like Keepers Wine Pool. They didn't listen to things like An American Perspective or Patriot Nation or any one of the myriad of shows out there that, that talk about different stuff. They just swallowed the pill, took it as truth, and that was it. So she's now she's working someplace. She's not in school right now, which is really unfortunate. Um, but I guess she's doing something that she loves. And that is the kind of thing that I'm talking about. We're supposed to have freedom of speech. And instead of this university speaking up and saying, okay, well, you know, you guys should not do that because she too has the right to speak and have her opinion and voice it. But for you all to sit there and gang up and bully, which is basically what happened, is wrong. They didn't say that. They could, well, they kind of condemned it. You know, this is free speech and you guys shouldn't do that. No, they didn't say that. They said, she has a right to speak, but these things are going to happen. Talk about a completely liberal point of view. If that's not communism, I couldn't tell you what the hell isn't. Everybody, nope, nope, can't do that. Nope, can't think that way. Nope, no, if, you do, if you do that, we're going to hurt you, et cetera. What else does that sound like? I mean, all these people are already being programmed, and they're going to be taking over our political forum in you know 20 to 30 years. And that really, really scares me. I mean, we have such a swing back and forth anyway. We get it. We understand it. Democrats suck. Republicans suck. They do some good things. They do some good things, but it's all basically two sides of the same coin. And when will it change? What are we going to do to make a change in the two-party system? Because we're always at odds with each other. Yeah, we fight over you know who our favorite you know football team is, or baseball, or basketball, or who our favorite NASCAR driver is. If you follow F1, who they are. If you follow um, Premier League soccer, you know who's the best you know football team there. Hockey, it's the same thing. We get that. We understand that. That's sports. That's not politics. Politics is supposed to be people that we elected representing us and defending our. Uh, First Amendment, Second Amendment, all of our rights against everybody, basically. But they're not doing that, and that's why we have a problem. That's why Donald Trump was elected, because so many people saw how the Democratic Party does what they do. I mean, look at Chicago. Look at California. Look at New York. The places with the strictest gun control laws have the highest rate of murder by gun. But people want to sit there and say, oh, we need to take guns off the street. No. You need to put the guns in the hands of the people that uh, are intelligent two hundred million guns or if not three hundred million guns and you know billions of rounds of ammunition 
in the hands of people that are intelligent enough to use them to, one, defend themselves and not go just randomly go out and hurt somebody like I got a drive-by and bang, 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 you're all dead. If guns were actually the problem and guns and conservative people that have the guns or intelligent people that have these weapons, if they were the problem, seriously, you would know. Well, maybe you wouldn't because the media wouldn't tell you about what was actually going on. It would be some, some you know, skewed version of truth that isn't actually happening. Y'all, you're not thinking. The students in college right now are not thinking outside the box. They're not thinking for themselves. This whole thing with Common Core is training our kids in grade school, middle school, and high school to memory by rote. They're not learning anything. They're not learning how to think for themselves. They're not thinking, you know, not critically thinking about whatever it is that they're being taught. You know, you need to memorize this and memorize this and memorize this. Don't question because that's wrong. You can't question anything, no. Thankfully, we still actually have public libraries where you can go for yourself and find out the truth. Really, who wants to do that? Yeah, I mean, come on, the library is boring. Tax full of knowledge. Not a lot of people go there unless they're going to go get on the Internet because it's free at the library, if you didn't know that. I mean, I've used it. I've also gone in there and I've sat there and read you know, encyclopedias, cookbooks. You can sit there and read all day long. You don't actually have to check out a book. You can go in there and pick one book off the shelf and read the whole thing. If you didn't finish it, you can come back the next day and pick the same book and read it again unless somebody checked it out. You can't do that in a bookstore. You actually have to buy it. You can't sit there and read it. They frown upon that. Knowledge is power. The more knowledge you have, the more ability you have to look at what somebody is saying and sit there and call bullshit on it because a lot of what's going on is bullshit. You know, this, this speech that Kerry came out with the other day, or was it today? Everything's blending together because a lot of things are happening so fast because the current Pesodis is on its way out. You've got to get all of these things done at the last minute to screw over all of America, if not the world. And I don't think he's trying to screw over the world because, in fact, I think he is a Muslim myself. And didn't he actually admit, you know, his Muslim faith, but then he changed it to, like, my Christian faith? Real quick-like, yeah. He's a Muslim or Islamic. He follows Islam. He reads the Quran. He follows the, the, the Hadith and the Surah and all of that other stuff. And it's, he's not protecting Americans at all. At all. He's limited our military. He wants open borders all the way around, bringing in Syrian and other refugees and very, very few Christian refugees trying to get out of these countries that are being blown to bits by this current administration, the one before it, the one before it, and the one before it. Big picture. Everybody, big picture. You got to be paying attention to the big picture. It's not all about right this minute. Anybody remember the discussion? There was a panel. I don't remember the, the general. A couple of guys sitting on a stage someplace having a discussion. One of them was sitting there explaining, well, you know, this guy came in to me and he handed me this piece of paper saying we're going to go destabilize seven countries in seven years. This was back when I think it was George Sr., Bush Sr., 
was in the president's office. He said, well, why? Well, I don't know. We're just going to do it. Well, look at what's going on in the Middle East right now. There's a plan that's been in place for decades to do all of the things that are transpiring right now. And I don't know if actually Donald Trump is part of that whole play. I tend to think that he is to a certain extent because everybody that was so worried about Hillary Clinton getting elected took a big sigh of release and said, oh, cool, everything's going to be okay. Donald Trump has been elected president, and everything's going to be right with the world. Bullshit again. You can't go to sleep. Now is not the time to go back to sleep and pretend that everything is going to be hunky-dory. Yes, we have a guy that does believe in America. Got it. He is appointing people that cannot be bought. They're already millionaires or billionaires. They can't be bought by the political dollars that wander around DuPont Circle and get spread about all the elite in D.C. They can't be bought. So the things that he's doing, good. The person that he appointed to ambassador to the United Nations, she is clueless. I'm sorry, she is absolutely clueless. If she doesn't have a backbone and can actually stand up to these other countries, we're not going to be you know, dictating to the United Nations as we should have been while Obozo was president. We are – the United States is the biggest contributor to the United Nations, something that we shouldn't even have anywhere. We should have, yes, a, some sort of consortium of you know, countries where we actually have discussions and things like that. Yeah, let, let's have a, 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 a conference call and talk about stuff. Or, yeah, we can meet in person and talk about all these things. But to sit there and dictate to you know, what Israel does with the land that they have and basically kick Jewish people out of Jerusalem, if you know your Christian history, even if you know your Arabic, uh, Muslim, Islamic history, they all talk about the Jews being in Jerusalem, and that's where they came from, but they got kicked out by the Palestinians. But now, once again, they're sitting there saying that, no, you can't actually do what you're doing. This group of other countries that voted on something where Israel couldn't even sit there and vote because they had a religious holiday or make mention of, the United States says, oh, well, we're not going to vote. And then John Kerry coming up, well, you can be either Democratic or Jewish. You can't be both. Are you kidding me? Really? Where do you get off dictating to another country how they are? Great Satan, and we get to dictate to everybody how they are. We get to go destabilize seven countries in seven years. Yeah, because we're like you know most powerful. Now we're not the most powerful. We don't have a whole bunch of military people out there because Obama brought everybody back and then decided to get rid of a whole bunch of constitution-loving generals, majors, lieutenants, colonels, all of the above, because they were not going to sit there and bow to whatever it was that he said. No wonder so many people are crying for General George Mattis to be Secretary of Defense. Come on, people. Think about this stuff. Connect the dots. It's not really that difficult to do. I mean... 
yes, you've got to read. You've got to do your own research. You can't sit there and simply accept whatever is pushed at you by any media outlet, including Keeper's Mind Pool. I am not the be-all and end-all of information. I, I will not ever claim to be. I want you to go learn for yourself. Rush Limbaugh, no, take my word for it. Don't doubt me on this if you've ever listened to the guy. And he is so arrogant, I, I turn him off. I'll listen to him for about 15 minutes, and then he says something stupid like that, and I shut him off. I'll go listen to 96X or FM99 in my local area, WNOR, WROX. Let's have some music because he's talking about himself again. It's just you've got to go learn. You've got to go look this stuff up. If you if you see something that's coming off of MSNBC, <clears throat> MSNBC, excuse me, don't buy into it. Don't accept it. They want to sit there and say all of them, them being MSNBC, CNN, Fox, ABC, CBS, et cetera, et cetera, want to say that, oh, we are the news place. And didn't Obama just filed, you know, or didn't Congress actually just pass some bill saying that, you know, we have to crack down on the propaganda news? They are all in cahoots. All of them. Liberals say everything that you want to hear just about all the time. Oh, yeah, we're going to take care of the kids, and we're going to take care of veterans, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. And, you know, they say it, and they say it, and they say it, and they say it, but nothing actually ever gets done. It's like the commercial that was like, you know, what they pay, like a million dollars for this commercial to feed homeless people. A commercial. They, they made a commercial, television commercial for like a million dollars, so I think 700 and some odd thousand dollars, okay, almost a million dollars, three quarters of a million, to talk about feeding the homeless instead of actually taking that money and going to feed the homeless. And then when you do what just recently happened in Houston – when you do go feed the homeless or you give them blankets and pillows and things like that, guess who shows up? The police shows up because you can't actually do that, and they make all the homeless people that you just gave this stuff to throw it in the trash. You see how backwards this stuff is? The policies that come down from the federal government to the local government because the local government thinks that the federal government is like the be-all, end-all, and we must comply. No. The only reason you have to comply is because you're not going to get the money for your state if you don't comply. So that's basically blackmail. Right? If you don't do what I want you to do, I'm going to keep something from you. Or if you do what I want you to do, I'm going to pay you money for for doing it. Extortion. Right? But y'all, people don't see it. You're not paying attention to it because, yes, we have our bills to pay. We've got to keep the lights on. We've got to keep the heat on. got to make sure that we got gas in the car to get to work to continue to pay the bills that keep us fed, keep us warm, keep us clothed, keep our kids fed in the latest and greatest new tennis shoe or pair of jeans. You see, it's a cycle. You know, then we get distracted by baseball and football and basketball and hockey and racing and whatever other sport that you find entertaining and enjoyable. Everything is getting politicized. Everything, sports, is getting politicized like mad. You don't get to enjoy it anymore for just the simple competition. 
you know, you got you got sportscasters out there talking about, you know, who's going to vote and talking about Trump and da da da. You know, talk about sports. Stay where you're supposed to be. And I'm kind of that gets into being, you know, pigeonholed and putting something in its place. But in this case, it's kind of appropriate. I mean, it really is. You're 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 you know, announcing a football game, and you know a political person's name falls out of your mouth. There's no place for it. I'm sorry. Colin Kaepernick, bye bye, dude. You made a political statement in a sports arena, and people hate you for it. Talk about baseball all the time, all day long. That's America's sport. They talk about baseball. They don't bring up this. They don't bring up that. They don't talk about politics. If they do, it's real quick and it's over, and they don't keep pulling on about it. You get paid a huge amount of money to throw a ball around, slap a puck with a stick, or whatever it happens to be. Hockey, they're not worried about what's going on in politics. Well, we got to talk. We got to, you know, talk about something because you know this is football, but we got we got time to fill. You know, we're going to go take a commercial break for a couple of minutes. You know, we got. Come on, you've got other stats that you can bring up, other players that you can mention. There's all kinds of other things that you could be talking about, but everything is being so politicized, put on the front burner, obviously, and people are actually, frankly, sick of it. And everything right now that the Democratic Party is trying to do is just, you know, take away any validity of Donald Trump's being elected. I'm happy he was elected because it is a big finger in the eye of everybody that is within the establishment that hasn't done anything for the everyday American person. Now, will Donald Trump do anything for people like me that live paycheck to paycheck? Will I see you know, some kind of benefit to the work that I do? Because right now, I don't, my taxes, I mean, my paycheck's basically gone. And I get paid a pretty fair wage for being a plumber. My paycheck's gone. I can't afford a house. Being a plumber, I've been plumbing for over 25 years. I cannot buy a house. That's not completely due to taxes, but that is you know half of you know, half of the problem I mean, oh, see, it's a big cycle. Don't pay attention to what's going on in politics. Go watch this sport, go buy this latest greatest thing, get taxed on you know the meals that you eat while you're out, get taxed on the gas that you buy. Meanwhile, the people that are living on welfare, whether they need it or not, and I know there's people that do need it, they do need help. I understand that. I'm not opposed to helping them, but it's not supposed to be free all the time. It's supposed to be a hand up to get you so that you can actually continue to live while you go find a job to be able to lift yourself up. But you know what? Because of this administration, which hasn't seen a (laughs) gross domestic product (laughs) – reached 3%, the only president in the history of America to not ever reach that point, 
is the one that's leaving office, and everybody praises him for what? Well, he's helped this and he's helped that. And what? Is, no, he hasn't helped anybody. Healthcare premiums have gone through the roof for everybody else except for the ones that actually have no money, still live on welfare, and they may pay a copay of a dollar, but they don't have to pay anything else. But people like me, and I'm sure a lot of my listeners that actually are lucky enough to still have a job are paying a huge premium for insurance that they don't use because they're healthy, healthy enough to not have to use it. But you don't get reimbursed. No, no, no. You didn't, well, you didn't use anything, you know, but you paid in all this money, uh, but we're just going to keep it. Wouldn't that be a great idea? I'm not going to have it. Not, not, not going to happen. It would be nice. You know, if you have term life insurance, right? Say you have a five or a ten-year term life insurance plan, and you're still alive after the end of the term. Shouldn't you get that money back? Whether or not it's interest. You keep the interest. I just want the you know the premiums that I paid into that you know term life insurance plan. I'm still alive. I didn't need to use it. Pay it back to me, but you can keep the interest that you earned on it. I'm good with that. I'm really good with that because that's like an unexpected you know savings plan. Single payer insurance. Sounds a whole lot better than making anybody buy health insurance that they don't necessarily want or need and certainly can't afford. You know, when I was in my 20s and 30s, yeah, yeah, 20s, 30s, even now, I don't go to the doctor. I don't feel sick. Even if I do feel sick, I would rather not go to the doctor because I know he's going to give me some drug that some pharmacy, pharmaceutical company said, oh, this is like great stuff. It's going to cure everybody of this and this and this and this. But these are the side effects. And if they experience these side effects, you can give them another drug that we created. Cycle. It's a cycle. And people continue to buy into it. You know, there are so many things that you can do to where, number one, you don't get sick, or if you do get sick, you can take care of yourself. Let your body do what it's supposed to do. You start getting out. You know, it's a cycle, people. Everything is a cycle. I want to play a song right now because it, I, oh, I'm going to play a song. If you have a question or comment, you are more than welcome to call in 424-258-9220. And once you hear the recording and you hear the program, once again, I want you to press the number one button. And we'll see about getting you on live with your question or your comment. But we're going to play Ayla Brown. She wrote in her hometown. And you can check her out at AylaBrown.com. Download her music. She's got some other great tunes up there, things that I cannot play. She's got a Christmas song up there that you can download. It's like maybe 99 cents or something like that. Go check it out and where she is going to be on tour. AylaBrown.com. We'll be right back. This is Ayla Brown, hero in her hometown.
Brown. Be sure to check her out, alabrown.com. She was on the show the beginning of this year, and you can still listen to that program if you decide to do so. She's got an album out, CD out, um, called Let Love In. And one of my favorite songs on that, I can't play, but you can check that out at her website, alabrown.com. You know, I didn't get a chance to listen to uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's reaction speech to what John Kerry had to say, but I am I'm kind of ambivalent. And on one side, I'm all, okay, uh, Israel is America's greatest ally in the Middle East. Uh, they don't produce anything or very little that is imported to the United States. Uh, but we give them, I think it's $300 million or $300 billion a year to do what they do to be able to do what they do. And I don't know what they do with it, but it's a whole lot of money being sent over there. They don't hate us. But apparently this current administration does absolutely hate Israel. And that amount of money of my tax dollars without, you know, knowing what it goes to really blows me away. I mean, they have a great military. All of their people walk around the city streets armed because you never know when some idiot's going to try and blow something up. I mean, there's been pictures and pictures and pictures and videos of, of you know, how stupid people will be out there, obviously here too. Um, so we give them a lot of money. I don't know if they produce anything. I don't know if they make anything that contributes to anybody's way of life. I mean, the videos that I see, it all seems like it's, you know, imported products to them because they have money to import products, and maybe they serve just like a whole bunch of food like we do here in America. I mean, you got, you know, this choice and this choice and this, I mean, choice after choice after choice after choice, but basically it's just the same food prepared in a different way. And if that's all they do, okay, fine. But why do we need to give them that kind of money because after World War II, it was decided by the United States, Russia, and Great Britain that they were going to have this place. Give them back their homeland. Give the Jewish people Jerusalem or you know, parts of it. And now we keep giving them money, and you know, they're, they're you know, infringing on the West Bank. And that's really where this whole UN thing is coming from. Oh well, we need a two-state, two-state, you know, system over there. Well, if you know your history, Israel was supposed to be looking out for Palestine, which kicked them out of Jerusalem back in the day. Palestinians kicked the Israelite, the uh, Israelites, out back in the day, and. America somehow in its infinite wisdom and along with Russia and Great Britain seemed to think that it was okay to give that back. But now, decades later, with the UN being controlled by 90% Islamic-based countries because they move into a country, they terrorize, they overbreed, um, and then end up dictating policy to those countries because there is so many of them because they don't believe in birth control. 
they end up voting into existence the ability to do the things that they're doing. Look at Germany. Look at Great Britain. People are moving out of London, the city of London. British people are moving out of the city of London because there are so many Islamic people there. Angela Merkel is now changing her tune to say, well, we can't have them here. We need to ban the burqa because it's a soft target. The thing is, in Islam, and this is a point that is overlooked many, many times. They want to sit there and say, well, it doesn't say in the Quran that we're, you know, uh, the infidel must die. But actually it does, but they say that it's taken out of context and that Islam is a religion of peace. If you look at the whole picture, and one of the suggestions is, is that if you look at any book, any book, and take you know one or two sentences out of it, you can make it sound however you want to. Okay. Let's look at that for a minute. Take whatever book you want. I don't care if it's The Hobbit or um, Potter or whatever, and which are not religions, by the way, or touted as religions. <clears throat> you take a sentence out of it or two. You put them together, and it says that, you know, um, if Harry Potter, for instance, if you are not a magical being, or, forgive me, I can't remember the name of it right now, um, what they call people that are not magical, like, uh, I don't know, try the tip of my tongue. Anyway, if you're not one of them, you don't, you know, you, you're not worthy. You don't need to exist. But you need to take the whole thing into play. All right, I get that. So let's bring the whole thing into play. If you have somebody that's actually intelligent enough to go, okay, well, yes, I have a magical ability, and we're getting into you know fantasy, whatever here. Got it. I understand. This is an example. If you have somebody that is intelligent, that has some kind of you know supernatural ability, they should also be intelligent enough to understand that those people won't ever understand it. At the same time, they're going to rebel against it if they knew what was actually the truth. And rightly so. Now, back to Islam. It does say it does say in the Quran that the infidel must die. It does say that jihad will be waged against the infidel. Jihad is their turn for holy war. Okay? If you don't believe the way that they believe or convert to the way that they believe you're going to die. They want to kill you. And the term for Harry Potter, what I was trying to get at, if you're not a, a wizard or somebody that has magical abilities, is a muggle. Thank you. So if you are not Islamic, if you don't follow the Quran, you are an infidel. At the same time, and this is something that people fail to grasp, because of the definition of that word, if you are not a Christian and follow the Christian faith, you are also an infidel. 
because the definition of that word is someone that does not follow the faith of whatever is prescribed. And here in America, we have freedom of religion. We can follow Islam. We can follow Christianity, Catholicism, Mormonism, Church of Scientology. We can be Satanist. We can be Wiccan, pagan. We can sit there and you know hug trees or you know whatever. It doesn't make any difference. And the danger that people fail to see with welcoming all of these refugees in and all of these Muslims or Islamic people in is that when there becomes so many, we won't have that choice anymore. Because if you look at every other Islamic country throughout the rest of the world, they don't have a choice. What will happen is the same exact thing that happened to this young lady that was bullied and intimidated and ended up having to leave school because that's how they worked. And if that doesn't work and people actually stand up and make a difference, they'll just keep breeding and breeding and breeding and having more kids and more kids and more kids. How many of these guys have more than one wife? All of them. Didn't the Mormon faith ban that back in somewhere in like the 80s? Saying that, you know, a man could only have one wife? Because there was so much pressure from everybody else? So basically, did they get bullied? Probably. But that's what's coming to America. And I'm not talking about the movie that was hilarious. I'm talking about the actual fact. This will happen if we don't pay attention and actually, you know, learn about what's going on. That's how they do it. That's why it's called creeping Sharia. And if you don't know what Sharia is, that is the law of Islam, dictated to the rest of the Islamic faith or Muslim people by a whole bunch of dudes, guys, all of them, in one room talking about, okay, well, you know what? If you know a, a, a woman has an affair with a guy, then she has to die, but the guy is fine. Because it wasn't his fault. Because she's the one that actually got him into bed. Dude. Just because you're walking down the street in tight clothes as a female, okay, does not give you the right to go touch her, accost her, rape her, say, even say anything. I, some of this stuff, I can't even believe the way a, a lot of these guys talk to women that are walking down the street. They look good. Awesome. Do you know them? No. Do you think that it's actually a good thing, or do you think you're actually going to get a date from this girl or any woman? Oh, hey, baby, you look great. Let's go out. You think that's going to happen? Or wolf whistle? Yeah, appreciate. Got it. Don't be a douche. Men are dogs. Got it. Yeah. We do need to learn some self-respect and have some dignity. We do admire the female body. Women admire the male body. Get it? Got it? Understood. Don't be skeezy about it. There's a couple of I mean <laughs> there's a couple of videos out there that really blow my mind. That really blow my mind. One of them is a lady, I think, in New York that went around because she was accosted or something like that and let men touch her breasts through, through like a box or something like that. 
It didn't make any sense to me. I mean, that's just like, what are you doing? You're appeasing people. Or you get some kind of mental, you know, kick out of it. I just, I don't, that does not compute to me. There's another girl walking through the streets, Brooklyn, New York, um, San Francisco. I don't know where it was. Uh, She wasn't scantily dressed or anything like that, but there was a camera following her. It was actually in front of her and everywhere she was walking. And guys would say whatever it was that came to mind. It's like, dude, really, do do you really think that that is, you know, the way to approach a woman? I mean, some of the stuff, one dude was sitting there, oh, my God, you look great. Let's get married. And she said, okay. And then he, he like, completely freaked. No, 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 no. It just just doesn't make any sense. I have so digressed from the conversation tonight. If you have a question or a comment or something like that, please feel free to call in. The phone number is 424-258-9220. Press the number one button after the recording. Uh, It it just – maybe I am too much of a gentleman. Maybe I was raised with too much respect. Maybe it's because, you know, my mom slapped me upside the head when I called her a bad name when I was a kid. I mean, it's just the kinds of things that I see and witness and I hear, it just they, they absolutely blow me away. In politics, the kinds of things that are going on, it's like there's no regard for the people that live in the places that they are discussing. They don't care. They really don't care. Um uh, I gotta check which which new song was loaded tonight. I think I think I have one or two songs that were loaded up tonight, and I want to play probably both of them, uh, and then take the commercial break because I've got something going down behind the scenes I really need to discuss as quickly as I possibly can. It may be a case of ending the program early, uh, but we'll see. So uh, I know that. Uh, at least I hope that Da-da-da-da. Ride may have been loaded up. Oh, they did both get loaded up. Awesome. So, ladies and gentlemen, this uh, this has actually been uh, released for free, which means that I get to play it by, <coughs> excuse me, 21 Pilots. And this is a band that is, you know, been around for a while. They're getting played like mad. But the two songs that I want to play back-to-back and then take the commercial break are the first one is Ride, and the second one is Heavy Dirty Soul. And if you're not used to alternative music, you're going to get flipped, especially if you're listening on your phone. Um, so please give a listen to these guys. They're they're dynamite. Um I really like to listen to them, and I'm always singing along, so you're going to enjoy this. So please, we're going to spin up Ride, and right after that, Heavy Dirty Soul. So please enjoy. This is 21 Pilots, a remix, remaster with the Mute Man, or excuse me, Mute Math. And you can look that up on YouTube and go download these two songs for yourself because they are free. So please enjoy their remastered, remixed, great, great sound. Uh, I hope that you're listening online because it's the best way to listen to it. So this is Ride, the first one. 
from 21 Pilots. We'll be back soon. Don't go away.
when you talk and smoke, you're smoking in my debasement. This is not rap, this is not hip hop. Just another attempt to make the rules stop. Never the rules up and just fight you to say something. Cause I wasn't the only one that was a person to say nothing. This doesn't feel like my dream is just right now. I gotta really fix my degrees. looking for that perfect gift, something special that might just be over the top or over the top of the tub, check out Tanglewood Soap Company. 
With over 100 cents, these handcrafted soaps made in small batches ensure the freshest ingredients are delivered directly to you. 100% all-natural extracts and exfoliants combined right here in America. That pride, that quality shines bright at Tanglewood Soap. Look for them on Facebook, they deliver right to your door, or visit the shop at 410 North Main Street, Marksville, Louisiana. Tanglewood Soap Company, where soap becomes art. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice that people make to accomplish certain things. If you're not mad, you're not paying attention to this. If you're not paying attention, you're part of the problem. Hey everybody, this is Dave Bray, and you, my fellow patriots, are listening to Keeper's Mind Pool. At DaveBrayUSA.com. Definitely want to check the video out. I worked with uh, an organization called Lesma. It's a media watchdog for police officers when officers and, and law enforcement are being misrepresented in social media and these, all these different causes that are out there, you know, sort of pushing the blame. You know, they go out and they break laws for no reason just to prove that the cops, A, have to be police. They don't choose the laws they uphold. They uphold the laws because that's their job. Whether they're passive laws or aggressive laws, they go out and break them for the reason of to get a police response, which is just wasting taxpayer dollars, and I wish people would see that. These cops are putting themselves in harm's way on a daily basis. When your dad's a police officer and he goes to work, he straps on a gun and a badge. But these people are going into harm's way, you know, um, and it's it's an, it's an honorable job. It's one of the hardest jobs, and it takes a special person, and I think in this day and age, um, you know, we should be rallying behind them. But this one, this song, Last Call, is about a fallen officer sort of giving his last sort of will and testament over the radio after he's been in a gunfight and he's hit and he's pinned down and he's not going to make it and he just sort of gives his words. Prince William calling, 11.45. This is the final call for 11.45. Officer Ashley Gwendon, end of watch, February 27, 2016. May you rest in peace. You're listening to Keeper's Mind Pool. Wednesday nights, 7 Eastern, 424-258-9220. If you ever find yourself in or near Matthews, Virginia and want some great food, if you're hungry for barbecue or even just a family-style lunch or dinner, stop in and see Big Daddy and the family at Cobbs Creek Diner. Check out the daily specials and great homemade desserts. The barbecue is prepared and smoked to perfection on site, something you don't often see. So stop on by and say hi. Cobbs Creek Diner, located at 12 Linden Avenue, Cobbs Creek, Virginia, where 198 meets great taste. Hey, this is Jordan Page, giving a shout-out to Keeper's Mind Pool, and just tune in to These Guys Are Awesome. Hey, this is Mike. And I listen to Mom Pool every Wednesday.
Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, Keepers Mindful. Thank you for sticking with us there. Uh, <clears throat> oh, crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, here we are, top of the hour. 424-258-9220 is the number to call. Please press the number one button if you have a question or a comment. And maybe redirect what I was talking about on the other side of all the music. Again, that was 21 Pilots on the other side of the break with Ride and Heavy Dirty Soul. A couple of remastered and remixed tunes that have been on the radio uh, by Mute Mass. You can look them up on uh, Facebook. You can look them up on YouTube, and you can download five of their um, five of their hits um, and have them on your own phone. For free. You don't have to pay for them. That's why I get to play them, because they put them out there for free. I appreciate them, and I will always give credit to the artist. On the other side of the break, that was, again, Ayla Brown, uh, Pride of America. Uh, and, again, you can listen to the program that uh, you know, I think is still at the top of the list. If you go through the archive on blogtalkradio.com forward slash keepers mind pool, I think it, that show is still on the top of the list, and you can listen to that anytime that you like. Any one of those programs that has been broadcast on Keepers Line Pool, you can go back and check out. Well, not anyone. There are some that are behind the scenes you don't get to look at, don't get to hear old news, uh, but they're there, and uh, I can refer to them, and you know I can bring it back anytime I want to, which I choose not to do so. Um, my own personal reasons, because you know I can be a douchebag every once in a while myself. Um, I'm still waiting to hear some things, um, behind the scenes stuff, and I may be needing to leave early, but, uh, I'm still waiting to hear. So, um, we'll put that on a side burner, not the back burner. We'll just put that on the side burner for now. Uh, so again, I didn't get to listen to BB's comments and, you know, uh, responding to John Kerry, who's... Uh, fifth grader, traitor. Um, usually sits right next to Jane Fonda anywhere you the two happen to be. Um, but I wish I did because I know that it was epic from everything that I've seen on Twitter um, and all the other rest of the social media out there. It's just... Um, and for John Kerry to sit there and say you have to be either Democratic or... Jewish uh, didn't make any sense to me. It's just that's just that's just ridiculous. I mean, it seems like you know everybody in you know the the government of the United States actually wants to have um, a one world government with everybody being Islamic. You know, because you can. I mean, it's, you know, you know where they're coming from. It's basically, you know, you know, easy to control instead of having all of these different views like we have in the United States or in Australia or in the in, in Great Britain, the United Kingdom, which I affectionately call England, because that's gone now in Germany and fading fast in France. Bridget Bardot is now facing another lawsuit been jailed, fined, whatever, um, for her comments. Because France is basically being obliterated. And if you don't believe in a no-go zone, they're actually happening in the United States. Uh, Great Britain now has female 
police and three different uh, hijabs they get to choose from to wear as a uniform because they don't adhere to the law of the land that they've moved into. They don't recognize it. Believe in it. They don't let it govern them at all. Sharia courts have been tried to set up, been, been tried to have been set up here in the United States, specifically in Texas. And I'm sure there's some quiet ones around. You know, America is a big country. I'm sure that there's been some quiet ones. And uh, <laughs> places like Texas are like, oh no, absolutely not. That's not going to happen here. And there's been a huge backlash. Well, no, they should be able to have their own court system. No, they shouldn't. This is America. We have one court system. Granted, it's faulty as hell because they're not actually adhering to the Constitution, which they should do in the first place, which is where a a lot of the uh, dissension stems from because our government has pretty much taken the Constitution and walked all over it and shredded it and not adhered to it not dictated law or judged law um, written against it. That's why they're taking away, you know, our rights uh, incrementally at a time. Little small nips, you know. One piranha comes along, you know, bites a little bit off your finger. Eh, it's okay. Two come along, three, four, a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. Then it will be a basically a domino effect and we won't have any rights. And people like, you know, the boy people, oh, there's too many people that do not know who he was. The dude was speaking the truth, and that is what made the government fear him. That is why he was killed. Period. Period. No other reason. He didn't have a gun. Oh, yeah, there was a gun found on him. Uh, you need to watch the videos that were posted by the FBI and Oregon State Police because it sure as hell looks like a gun was planted on him to me. Meanwhile, we still have a whole bunch of political prisoners sitting in prison that shouldn't be there. And the judge completely disregarding Supreme Court decisions yeah, look it up. Look it up. You all need to be paying attention to that stuff. See, this is where I want you to do your own research. I'm not going to sit there and ex- – I want you to be knowledgeable and have the knowledge in your own head so that you can say, no, that's not right. And be able to say, no, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I had a conversation that's been – a year and change ago with one of my local sheriff's officers at a checkpoint. And this stuck in my mind. So he actually stated to me that the Constitution actually allows for checkpoints. No, dude, it doesn't. And I wasn't going to get into an argument with him because, you know, he had a job to do, which was, you know, breaking the law breaking the law of the Constitution, basically, by, you know, you know, being the overseer of this checkpoint. 
And if you have a DUI checkpoint set up, I'm all for that. Everybody else should be, you know, go. That's fine. You're checking for, you know, people that are driving under the influence of alcohol or any other drug. Got it. Understand. You don't need to be asking for a driver's license. You don't need to be worried about registration. You don't need to be, well, maybe or maybe not should be worrying about it being a stolen vehicle. At that checkpoint, they did not get one drunk driver, not one driving under the influence person, regardless of alcohol, not one. But they generated a whole lot of money for the local area that I live in because they wrote lots and lots of tickets for no driver's license, no registration, no inspection, busted taillight or busted headlight. They caught one stolen vehicle. Federal government pays them money to be able to do that, or the state government pays them money to generate more money for the county or state in which they work. Nowhere in the Constitution does it say that you can have a checkpoint on a road, period. Nowhere. Anywhere. But they still do it. And like I said, I can understand, you know, a DUI or DWI or whatever it happens to be. And if you didn't hear about the guy in California and he got a DUI for being, you know, caffeinated. And all I could say and all I could think about, and I don't want to say it on the radio, but I'll rephrase it. Are you effing kidding me? He tested positive for caffeine. Who does not drink some form of caffeine? Oh, he had like, you know, a whole bunch in his system. <gasps> really? Was he driving sporadically? Well, we'll find out more about that as the case continues to go on. Caffeine. Driving under the influence, DUI, of caffeine. What, did he, like, inject it into his arm or something, and, you like, you caught him? Or I mean, well, how does this work? This is California, which I kind of get because they're completely left-brained out there, which is why I left. Driving under the influence of caffeine. Not methamphetamine, not marijuana, not alcohol. Obviously not heroin because he was ramped up, I'm sure. Dude, maybe he drank like a case of Red Bulls. Maybe he had like, you know, two double-shot grande mochas from Starbucks. And this is speculation. Yeah, okay, cool, no problem. But really, let's think about that for a minute. Driving under the influence of caffeine, who doesn't do that? Anywhere between the time of 4 in the morning and 8 in the morning. Even 5 o'clock in the afternoon, people are like, I got to get home. I'm tired. I'm beat. I need, you know, pick me up. Get some coffee at your local convenience store is what you're going to (gasps) do. Oh, no. (gasps) My goodness. Case did not get actually thrown out of court for just being stupid. And this guy ends up having to pay some kind of fine. And guess what? 
this may be, turn out to be fake news, and I really hope that it turns out to be fake news, but this is California, so I'm not thinking it's going to be too fake. But we'll see. Along with a whole bunch of other fake news that's going on, where there's been so many attacks against you know people of the Islamic faith, there's been one recently. You're going to hear about a whole bunch of other ones. They've got to get that narrative out there so that you buy into the bullshit. Yeah, I think I'll... I might actually see about copy, copywriting that phrase, buy into the bullshit. You know, anytime somebody says it, I'll get paid, you know, one or two cents. Think I could do that? Think I could get away with that? 424-258-9220 is the phone number to call in if you are listening online with your question or comment once you hear the program. Again, I should make this a recording too. Once you hear the program again after the recorded message, please press the number one button. So much stupid. Um, who who was it? Uh, there's a, a website out there that is suggesting that the Republican National Committee or the Republican Party in whatever way um, is saying that they're... Now, this is what this website is saying. That somebody or a group of people on the Republican side of things uh, made a reference to Donald Trump being king. And it came through a Christmas wish and it was very, very subtle. I mean, you actually kind of had to dig deep. And I read what it was that Democratic, or excuse me, the Republican Party put out there. And you really had to like stretch to get there. And if you, you know, if you follow Christmas and you're Christian or Catholic or even Jewish, uh, celebrate Hanukkah, or whatever, you could kind of get where uh, the press release. Uh, was coming from, you know, in the time of Christmas, you know, we celebrate, you know, the King, Jesus, etc. cetera. Uh, and it came from them. So, of course, they had to, like, put some kind of twist on it. And if you don't know anything about uh, what they do in media, there's a thing called the spin room. It came to light, you know, six months ago, five months ago, or something like that. They call it a spin room because Whatever it was that was said outright on national television, there's a, like a secondary press conference where you know, whoever it was that said whatever it was that they said goes into a press room, and they call it a spin room because then they can sit there and spin it any way they want. Well, you said this, but this is how we're going to spin it. And I am so excited about the changes that are going to be coming you know, out of the forthcoming uh, administration via Donald Trump and his administration changing some of the things that are going on within the press corps. And I don't know who it was that suggested this. This, this happened in the last couple of days. Um, why does the New York Times get front row center? Why does the Los Angeles Times get front row, front row center? Uh, Washington Post, uh, Seattle Herald, et cetera, et cetera. Why did they always get front row center? 
why not have a whole bunch of different media outlets rotate in there from time to time instead of, you know, they get it, they get it, they, and then nobody else does. And everybody else seems to get it from them when they put their own spin on it. You see how that stuff works? Really? Everybody sits there and wants to quote the New York Times because they got it first. Well, who cares? It wasn't like, you know, they didn't, like, dig up the story, you know, and and scoop it before anybody else did. They're all in the same room at the same time, but everybody wants to sit there and quote them. Well, if it comes from them, it must be true. No, it's bullshit. I mean, come on. Everybody is hearing it from the same source, but it's got to be them. Why? Because they pay the most money to be able to get the story. News organizations out there. Still, even in newsprint, and not quite online, but definitely in newsprint. But who owns the New York Times? Ah, go learn. You see, everything, it's all about money, 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 which is why I am so happy with the people that Donald Trump is appointing to his cabinet. They can't be bought. See how that works? They can't be bought. You know, the people that we elected, you know, to represent us, they can be bought. We don't have the money, and they don't listen to us. When we call, when we write, they may or may not read it. Whatever. You come in there and you go buy them, you know, lunch at a ritzy restaurant, or you're all dressed up and you walk into their office, if you're lucky enough to get in there, they're going to, like, you know, listen a little bit more intently because you look like you have money. You donate to their campaign. Oh, yeah, well, let's, let's, let, yeah, let's get them in here. You scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. That's not the way politics is supposed to work. That's not the way it was designed to work. But because of all the lawyers creating their mumbo-jumbo language that the everyday people don't get you know, informed about, can't necessarily decipher unless they do a whole lot of research, we get bent. You think a lawyer is actually on your side? No. They're an officer of the court. Ding. That's it. Member of the Bar Association, officer of the court. They're going to sit there and, and you know, cow to whatever the judge has to say. Or, uh, in the case of a an, an appointed public defender, they're going to sit there and just roll over. Unless you get one that's kind of lucky. Or one that actually believes and can stand up for, you know, the rights of the individual they are representing, which doesn't always happen. We, we, if you go in and you win a judgment, let's talk about a civil case. If you go in as a prosecutor or a moving party, because that's what they call it. Um, and you are suing car insurance, car insurance company, pick one, doesn't matter. You go in there and you have a good attorney, and you're paying him. You paid him like a three thousand dollar retainer, okay, just to like just to like have him, you know, and, you know, and call him up. He'll answer your call. Three thousand dollars. That's what that retainer does. 
but then you have to pay like $300 an hour for not him, but people that work for him to do any kind of documentation or investigation on your case. You go in, you win the judgment, you win the civil case, but he's not actually looking out for you and your bottom line because you're paying him, but then he gets you know, a certain amount of money that he supposedly fought for you for you to get, if you follow me. He's making bank anyway. That $3,000, non-refundable. You know, you go to like Wall Street, it's like $5,000, $6,000, $10,000 retainer. They better be really, really good for that price if you can afford it. But they all have that mumbo-jumbo, that, that talk that they do. All the words that, you know, if you read any kind of affidavit or whatever it is that they put together, you can't make sense of it. You don't know what these words mean. They keep you clueless on purpose so that you rely on them and continue to pay them money. And if they win, or even if they don't win, they're still making a bank on you, they get paid again. That's why, another reason why I'm happy that Donald Trump is actually my president. Because he's not a lawyer. Speak all the, you know, lingo. We're going to play another song. This one's going to be from Dave Bray. And you can go check out this particular tune if you want to buy it at DaveBrayUSA.com. Talked about it a little bit at the break. And uh, we'll be right back after that. Dave Bray, last call. And again, if you want to go buy it, he's got some other music up there and some great products that you might want to check out at DaveBrayUSA.com. I'd love to have him back. Dude's busy. Um, but, uh, you know, here we'll see what we can do in the future, maybe get him back on and new release of music or something like that because I missed the guy. I missed talking to him. Um, but we'll be right back. This is Last Call from Dave Bray, DaveBrayUSA.com.
Check that out. Dave Bray, USA.com. Check out all the other things that he's got out there. Uh, I think he's got some tour dates going on, so check that out too. Um, nobody's been calling in tonight. I know you're listening, and I know you're going to listen in archive. I've <clears throat> got a bunch of busy people, uh, a bunch of new listeners that are too shy to actually call in tonight, and that's fine. I get it. Uh, I appreciate you doing so, but I'm going to wrap things up and get out of here. Um, I'm going to go take care of some things behind the scenes here. And I hope everybody has a safe New Year's. I hope you had an enjoyable Christmas. Hope there weren't too many food fights or fist fights or whatever it happened to be with your family because, you know, family get-togethers can be uh, fun and dangerous at the same time. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I will be uh, playing 
for the next, uh, I think, two weeks, going to be playing some archive shows, so please uh, bear with us. Um, it's just, you know, you got people taking a break. I want to take a break, get refueled, and get rejuvenated. Uh, we got 2017 just around the corner, and I hope that it's going to be a better year. We've lost a lot of great people. I did want to talk about Carrie Fisher. She has a great sense of humor, and she has always, uh, always laughed at things at the thing at the things that people say. And so many things are being put out there on social media, and you just got to laugh. I mean, love her, hate her, I don't care. I love her. Um, she will always be Princess Leia in my eyes, even though Return of the Jedi was not the best uh, of what she had to offer. Uh, certainly with, you know, hanging out there with Jabba the Hutt, but uh, go check that out. Star Wars, you know, 4, 5, and 6, uh, the rest of it, <laughs> especially after Disney bought the Star Wars uh, name and Lucasfilm Limited for, uh, like, and a, just a huge amount of money, huge amount of money. Um, but please, uh, Carrie Fisher, love you. We will miss you. 60 years old, had a heart attack, died in the hospital, so please pay respects in any way you see fit, or don't pay them at all. That's up to you completely, because this is America. Ladies and gentlemen, I will see you in a couple of weeks. Please enjoy your New Year celebration and do it responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Take care of the little ones, and always remember, love everybody. We'll see you next time. I'm Keeper. I'm out. Good night, everybody.